Hey there, everyone. Before we start the show, we here at Popcorn for Dinner want to give a big shout out to our good friend and illustrator Kyle Kedzik for helping us celebrate making it to 40 episodes with some uh, brand new custom artwork, which is now up on all of our social media accounts. We love it. We hope you love it. And if you're looking for some new custom artwork for your business or project, you can look him up on Facebook at Kyle Kedzik or even drop him a line at kylekedzik at gmail.com. That's K-Y-L-E-K-E-D-Z-U-C-H at gmail.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to Popcorn for Dinner. This is Jeff. And Kelly. Tom Cruise month cruises into week three. Uh, we, yeah, I know. <laughs> week one, uh, we started off with Risky Business, which is a Tom Cruise classic. Mm-hmm. Week two, we did Days of Thunder, which in research afterwards, I kind of found out most people think of as like a lesser Top Gun. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm, okay, that one wasn't necessarily like a, <laughs> a, a necessary like component of his filmography it's like mm-hmm. yeah well there's other movies like it that are better like that, okay. that's his b-roll yeah so week three we've kind of come back to a bona fide tom cruise classic like this mm-hmm. is a mm-hmm. huge huge movie for him when it comes out i had not seen it before Neither now I. um but i knew a lot about it at least in terms of like what it contributed to the like pantheon of classic movie mm-hmm. scenes and quotes and stuff it's like there's almost no way to watch like a countdown of like greatest movie quotes in movie history without getting at least one or two or three of the scenes yeah. from this movie <laughs> um so it wasn't brand new to me like es- mm-hmm. especially the ending i was like i know pretty much exactly how this is going to turn out there's no real drama there at least in terms of the the tom cruise renee zellweger storyline right but it was still quite a sight to see the movie of course is the 1996 and as wikipedia puts it american romantic comedy drama sports film which is a fucking (laughs) mouthful like it's it's all completely true Mm -hmm. but (laughs) just realizing like oh yeah jesus christ uh is jerry Maguire. (laughs) Cameron Crowe directed as soon as I saw that name at the top of it like Cameron Crowe I was like oh mm-hmm. oh okay because I was sort of uh I was sort of expecting I don't know until I saw the runtime I was expecting something a little more mainstream rom-com mm-hmm. like not that it isn't you know yeah. what I mean like not that it, it's like it's some crazy weird <laughs> experimental film like no 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 but <laughs> Looking at it like two hours and 18 minutes, uh, it doesn't really feel it. It doesn't mm-hmm. super drag or anything. It's got a nice like flow to it. At mm-hmm. no point was I sitting here like, oh, my God, we have another half hour of this. <laughs> I was just like, I'm here. I'm in. Let's do this. But, you know, being that long, it's like a more mainstream rom-com would have cut so much stuff out of it. Mm-hmm. But it felt very much like since Cameron Crowe like wrote it and directed it mm-hmm. that it was just like no, all that extra <laughs> stuff that most studios are going to cut out is going to be in there. Oh yeah. Like uh Renée Zellweger's creepy uh au pair nanny guy who mm-hmm. gives Tom Cruise the tape of jazz and yeah. stuff and has that whole big thing with him out on the porch. I guarantee you if you're if you're handing that in most studios would be like, "Can we lose that guy? We don't need that guy, right?" Mm-hmm. But it's Cam Crow's movie, so he's like, yeah, no, he's in it. Everything's in it. This movie yeah. has everything in it, <laughs> except apparently Artie Lang. He shot a scene for the movie and got cut. Oh. <laughs> but Cameron Crowe called him to tell him that his scene was cut, and he appreciated well, that. That, that, that he, like, is took nice. That he took the time to be like, hey, bud, sorry, but we're not going to use your scene. But Jerry Maguire, obviously Tom Cruise as the title character, Cuba Gooding Jr. Mm-hmm. as Rod Tidwell, who I know I knew that he won best supporting actor for it because he has like one of the most famous Oscar acceptance speeches of all time because he just starts losing his mind. <laughs> you know, he gets like a minute into it and he, he at first he says like, oh, you know, and I'm just going to keep naming everyone. And if you cut me off, that's OK. 
mm-hmm. then he only gets like two names in and the music starts and he starts just going like, ah, ah, and, and you, and Tom Cruise, I love you, and James L. Brooks, I love you. And he's just freaking out and shouting over the music that's trying to play him off. The whole crowd stands up and applauds for him and he starts like yelling and jumping and like whooping on the stage and everything. It's amazing. So I knew I was like, okay, this is probably going to be pretty good yeah. from him. Especially if he won over William H. Macy in Fargo, oh. which I was like, mm, that's that's a tough one. Yeah. But I was Oof. like, OK, it will. I guess really that was more my mindset. I was like, mm. it better bring it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's a brilliant Jerry Lundegaard deserved an Oscar. So let's see what you got. Yeah. And I fucking loved him in this movie. He there was, was a point at, at some point right in the middle of my notes. I was just like, he's phenomenal. <laughs> like, Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't even write exactly what he was doing. So I was like every, every fucking scene, everything he's doing, all of his mannerisms, the way Perfect. that he says shit is, he's great. Ugh. Renee Zellweger, mm-hmm. which I did not really look up to see like what point in her career it was. Obviously pre Chicago. <laughs> yeah, I was more thinking like what's it Bridget called? Bridget Jones's diary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those pre Bridget Jones. Yes. Bridget Jones was Bridget 90, Jones in right? two thousand one. Oh, even this later was than I thought. Okay. Yeah, so this was really more of her kind of coming out party mm-hmm. in the rom com scene. Like this is her big thing, and of course, going up against fucking Tom Cruise. Yeah. Like, imagine that. Oh. oh my God, the pressure yeah, <laughs> there seriously. must be on that the fucking thing. It's like, yeah, you're across from Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. And you got to fucking work with that. Good yeah. luck. <laughs> you got to act like you're falling in love with him. If you can't do it, a million broads can. <laughs> it's my Hollywood agent <laughs> from the <laughs> from the 90s. Very voice. good. Very good. I wasn't expecting this movie to date itself as much as it did. Mm-hmm. Like most of the character stuff is, you know, timeless. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And even the like general concept of how the sports agent works yeah is still relevant it's not like that has changed as much or at the very least you can very clearly like see how this person mm-hmm. would have been as important as they were at this point in time yeah you know now there's you know social media and all that kind of stuff but they still have agents so it's like mm-hmm. it still works even if the money amounts seem odd yeah for for the the like talent that these characters are supposed to have mm-hmm. uh it did confuse me a little bit like <laughs> just you know the 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 contracts that rod gets offered mm-hmm. you know is yeah. like obviously the first one seems super insulting now you know what i mean so back then i'm like maybe it's not as insulting as the movie <laughs> wants it because it's like 1.4 million for like three years yeah and it's like that is absurd yeah. for someone who broke records of your yeah. team the year before and it's like 1.4 that Over is that three? is the, yeah like that is what? that is the dude off the streets contract yeah. nowadays where it's mm-hmm. like uh we'll try yeah. let's see you know what i mean so Can was, you kick <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it seemed like crazy insulting and then it's like gotta remember 90s mm-hmm. different fucking economy and inflation and all that kind of shit from then till now yeah that has changed things so it's like his final contract that he gets the like 11 million over four now is like a eh. you know like mm-hmm. that's like a yeah okay I, I guess yeah but not like the dude on your team yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> uh so that was a little odd also the fact that at one point i think it's right at the end when a phone is ringing Mm-hmm. And the uh, Rodden and Jerry don't know whose phone it is, and he says, "Whose porty is that?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oof, that slang probably had a life, like a shelf life of like <laughs> six months." <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it was like yeah. from before you carried phones around, <laughs> and then a period when it was like, "Oh, a brand new thing," and people don't really know what to call it, so mm-hmm. like it's a portable phone. Let's call it a porty. Mm-hmm. And then like six months later, it's like, "Well, just call it a cell phone." Like, oh. Well, okay, yeah, let's yeah. just go with that. Porty or, sounds stupid. Or mobile. <laughs> yeah. That, I feel like that was the thing. Like it's a it was mobi. A, it's a mobile phone. Yeah. But I mean, the movie itself, the plot of the movie, I probably should have seen it coming a little bit more based on what I knew about the movie ahead of time because mm-hmm. it's like obviously the the show me the money scene. Right. Where it's clear in retrospect exactly what he's doing where it's like he's the only fucking dude mm-hmm. that i have left yeah i'm gonna do whatever he fucking tells me to keep him with me you know what i mean but you yeah. see that scene out of context and you're just like okay these they, they want to make money yeah. yay so you don't really get that 
And so now it's like, oh, okay. And then I I knew the scene where he leaves and wants everyone to come with him or mm-hmm. asking people to come with him. Like that's mm-hmm. a huge scene, parodied and half baked. Uh, but you know, that's a big thing from this movie too. I should have seen it coming that it was like, okay, so it's about a sports agent who essentially loses his job and clients mm-hmm. and has to retain them. And the only one he has is this guy who's not really a superstar. Yeah. But he has to make him one essentially to make to like be able to survive mm-hmm. anymore because of the fact that he lost all the money from losing all the clients and getting fired and shit. I guess the way that it happened, I definitely did not see coming at all because, you know, it's starting off and he's doing the fast talking voiceover, mm-hmm. you know, and about this and that and these kids and this guy's going to be the next big thing and this and that, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like, OK, we're going to see him being a sleazeball for a while. Yeah. And then he's going to figure then he's going to, you know, have the rug pulled out from under him mm-hmm. and then he's going to have to rebuild himself and become a better man. And then like immediately that hockey player's kid tells him to fuck himself. Yeah. And he's like oh my god i'm a monster yeah i want this guy to keep playing on five concussions because he makes me money and his kid is literally begging me to stop him yeah and i'm telling him eh, let's not Only i'd rather make money stop your dad <laughs> yeah the kid tells him to fuck off and he realizes like oh my god i'm a monster yeah a really great line too the uh who would i become just another shark in a suit and he and then the next thing he says he says uh, i hated myself well no i hated my place in the world yes and i was like that's like a, a heavy moment there for so early in a film, mm-hmm. but it's cool. Like, I, I, obviously, I'm not like angry about it. Like, yeah. God damn it. I needed <laughs> to see him being a dick longer. I kind of enjoyed <laughs> the fact that it like got right into it. It was mm-hmm. just like, all right, and here's his fucking crisis. And he drafts like a manifesto, a 20, 28 page long mission, mission statement. statement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically just saying like, we should have fewer clients so that we can take care of the clients that we have. Mm-hmm. We'll make less money, but it will be better for us and them. Mm-hmm. And as soon as like that voiceover said it and you see him typing it and everything, and I was like, less money. So that's not going to go over well with anybody. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, this is going to be a huge disaster. And it's it's just going to get slapped right back into his face, right? Yep. <laughs> like that, That's got to yep. be it. And I was slightly confused, once again, just because I've learned to not trust any movie ever with anything. <laughs> I was like, dream sequence? Again? Because I was like, I don't know, this doesn't seem like what would happen. Because he comes into the office after all the fucking manifestos have been sent out. Because mm-hmm. he tries to take him back. Yeah. And they go out, and he's obviously terrified. And I, I, Not that I have any like specific memory of it, but it was just like I could super empathize with the idea of like, everybody read a thing that I wrote Mm -hmm. and it's not going to go over well. And now I have to go in and And deal with that. The terrible feeling of like, oh my God, everyone's going to hate it. And he walks in and everyone's applauding. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dream sequence. Got to be a dream (laughs) sequence, right? Should have learned from Risky Business that it was not a dream sequence. (laughs) Because then they quick show that little shot of Jay Moore and uh, fucking Donald Logue, you know, say to each other, like, oh, shit, how long do you think he's got? Like, oh, Mm -hmm. probably like a week. So then I realized it's like, okay, so they're all being like facetiously Mm -hmm. happy for him. Like, oh, you told the truth, buddy. Like, (laughs) and even if you did, that's not going to end well for you. So he thinks he's done good. Yeah. You know, like it, yeah. it's it's really kind of sad. He really believes like, oh, man, this this took, mm-hmm. you know, like everyone's on board with my great, brilliant idea yeah. that I was terrified <laughs> of. Like, oh, this is wonderful. That I wrote at 2 a.m. I don't remember exactly when he, they do his uh, his bachelor party where they, they have the, like, yeah. the, the videos that they're showing and the weird. I thought they were actors at first. But I guess they were supposed to be the real girls. Like she took his little black book, mm-hmm. which is like such a we- like people had that. Like that's not just like a movie trope. That feels like such a just a movie trope where it's like he's got his book with all of the ladies that he used to know. And it's I, like and she yeah. knows where it is. Like I mean, it's just a thing that's out. Like he has it on display. Like, oh, there it is. Like, what the fuck are you doing with that? I mean, <laughs> at least stash it in a box once you have a fiance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's weird that she had it, I guess, is what threw me. But it's like we made a video and we called all these girls and we got them in person 
to do like a little interview <laughs> with them. But then it was like it was like two like younger ladies and then there was like an old lady mm-hmm. that I guess that was probably supposed to be a joke. Yeah. But I was like, okay, so are they all jokes? These are actual girls? I don't understand what's happening here. But since the way that they talk shit about him <laughs> feels so real, it's like, okay, I guess they are his ex-girlfriends. Yeah. That's just such a weird thing. Like, imagine your fiance calling these girls and being like, hey, would you do an interview with me about him? Like, I don't know if it was her that made the video or if it was like whoever threw the bachelor party. Well, but she was in, she was the one burning the book. So she was in the video. She was a part of it. She at least knew that this was happening. Yeah, that's true. That's still. It's yeah, super weird. Um, I wound up hating Avery. I thought she was the worst. But either way, like he's watching the video. The girls are talking about how he like he he can't be alone. You know, Mm -hmm. like, oh, he's he's so whatever. He can't be alone. They literally just keep saying, like, can't be alone, can't be alone, can't be alone. So it's it's like like, a phobia. Yeah. So it's like, okay, obvious how that's going to come into play later. Like Mm -hmm. that that is clearly his flaw that will be exploited or whatever for later in the movie, especially because of how much it just focuses on his face as he's watching the video and hearing those words over and over. And you can Mm -hmm. tell that it's like getting to him. So after that must be when Sugar fires him. Yeah. And they go out to a restaurant so he won't make a scene mm-hmm. <laughs> and tells him that he's fired. I loved that scene for uh, the, <laughs> the line of, I came here to fire you, Jerry. It's real. You should say something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was something so great about that, about him sitting there, like not believing it at all and just being like, please address this. Yeah. You have been fired. <laughs> um, and then immediately they make a mad dash back to the office mm-hmm. separately yeah because obviously he's just lost his position at i think it was called smi yeah it was yes okay it was uh so he doesn't have his position there but he has all these clients that are like under him mm-hmm. uh that's one thing where i just don't quite understand the logistics of that kind of stuff where it's like does the company own the like rights to <laughs> to dealing with these players? Or is that a moment where like immediately right there they have to make a decision? You know what I mean? Like yeah. the way that they call them to be like, hey, you should stick with SMI. Hey, you should come with me. I'm Jerry. Is that the the legal thing where it's like they could just take all your dudes if they have everyone like waiting on the line? And then as mm-hmm. soon as you are fired, they pick up the line and be like, hey, Jerry's fired. Uh, stick with us. Hey, Jerry's fired. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they could have just done it like that and had it all ready beforehand yeah which blew my mind that they didn't yeah you know what i mean it's like like, why didn't you think that far yeah like obviously jerry's gonna fight to keep clients like he's not just gonna roll over and die and just be like well i guess i'll go be a janitor somewhere or something Mm -hmm. (laughs) you think he's not gonna try to to... Nah, he went to law school he'd be okay (laughs) well i just mean like do they really think that it's like yeah and he'll just stop being an agent yeah and we'll just take all of his clients easy Mm -hmm. peasy it's like no he's gonna fight for him obviously yeah and so he does and he's calling them and they're you know basically just trying to get to them first so that mm-hmm. one of them, either Sugar keeps him for SMI or he keeps him for Jerry Maguire Incorporated. Yeah, the fuck? Yeah. I don't think they ever mentioned what his new company's name is that I he and Renee Zellweger start. Yeah, I don't know. But okay. either way, it doesn't matter. It's basically just him. So it's like, mm-hmm. fucking who needs a company name? One thing I did not quite understand. Why did they allow Jerry to stay in his office all day and call clients to try to keep them away from the company that owns the building that he is currently in the office of. I mean, <laughs> like, why was he not immediate? Why wasn't he escorted out? He's fired. I guess uh, as a professional courtesy to give him to the end of the day. I guess, but it's like as soon as you realize that he's doing things that are hurting your company by taking the clients away that you want, how are you not like, oh shit, you know what? Let's get him out of here. If he was doing it real secretly and nobody knew, okay. Yeah. But he was screaming and yelling in his office and he and Sugar like made eye contact about something during mm. the course of it and it was like get him out is sugar the one in charge after him because he's terrible at his job yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to do better well no because there's another guy yeah who's always walking on the catwalks above yeah. them <laughs> i think he was just too cocky not thinking jerry's gonna get anything i guess i don't know it which seemed... i mean in the end he got one client yeah so but it was way harder than it needed to be yeah <laughs> i'll just put it that way uh but either way he loses everybody except for Rod Tidwell, mm-hmm. Cuba Gooding Jr. And he is a, a wide receiver on the Cardinals who also went to Arizona State. Mm-hmm. I forget which one the Sun Devils are. 
he's the only guy he's a he's like a marginal star on the team Mm -hmm. very much like he's just a slot receiver as opposed to like the big marquee you know big giant wide receiver Mm -hmm. which was written into the script specifically because of how tall Cuba Gooding Jr. is. <laughs> like, apparently Cameron Crowe was just like, yeah, what, he's a football player. What, you know, he's, he's, what, he's 5'10", he's tall enough, right? Mm-hmm. And people told him, like, uh, prototypical wide receiver, especially in that era. You look at the guys, they're more like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, you know, they're bigger guys. Like, a guy like Rod would be more of, like, a slot guy, mm-hmm. you know? And so he wrote that into the script. Uh, there was a surprising amount of football stuff in the movie, mm-hmm. like on-field football stuff I was yeah. not expecting. And that was I th- nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I thought it was super awesome, and it made me very, very happy to not have to sit there staring at some fake-ass team. Mm-hmm. And even the fact that they had Aikman and Primetime, yeah. like because that was for a real game. Like the footage of them on the sidelines and some of them, the specific guys like Primetime and Aikman and everything. That was a real Dallas Cowboys, Arizona Cardinals game that they shot a bunch of stuff at and then added their shit that had Cuba Gooding in it Mm -hmm. into it later. So Jerry keeps Rod and -hmm. he's basically his only client. Um, He has a sort of agreement with Jerry O'Connell's character. I forget yeah. the first name, but Cushman, the, mm-hmm. the college quarterback who's going to go in the draft. Yeah. I liked how that sort of plot line played into Jerry's full story, you know, and how mm-hmm. sort of kicked down he gets to the point where he's he's only got Rod. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he thought he had this number one prospect kid who was going to go to the NFL and make millions and millions, you know, and, and he'd be his guy. <laughs> and uh, as I was watching him and his dad, the Cushman kid and his dad, and I was just Frank. Like, Frank. Yes. I was like, these fuckers, mm-hmm. they're clearly bad. Like, I don't know what it is, but right from the top. And then when he <laughs> when he says, when his dad says, like, mm, I'm not a man who signs things, but my word is as strong as oak or whatever. Mm. First thing I wrote, I was like, that's not going to be worth dick. Yeah. What an asshole. Oh. Like, Jerry's dumb for not getting it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he is dumb for being like, oh, I guess I'll trust this fucking asshole's mm-hmm. handshake. But at the same yeah. time, I was like, fuck this dude for doing that <laughs> when you know that he's going to go back on his word. Yeah. Like, what a fucking oh. chump. I hate that guy. <laughs> that happens after he gets fired is, you know, they, 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 he loses the mm-hmm. prospect as well. But he keeps Rod. That's pretty much it. And end of the day, he has to leave. Well, I guess we sort of skipped over the like super duper famous one, but Rod essentially forces him mm-hmm. to scream, show me the money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, t- to keep his like business. Yeah. I find it really funny to, like that I don't think Rod knew what was going on you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. I don't think Rod was aware at that time that Jerry was losing all of his clients yeah so it's like he has no idea that Jerry would do anything he asks him right now Mm -hmm. but it's hysterical that he does that he like asks him to do something like that because it's like oh yeah I'll fucking I will yell anything you want when he yells (laughs) I love black people (laughs) Oh, my God. That was the funniest fucking shit. Like, Tom Cruise is really funny in this. Yeah. He is surprisingly funny for a guy who is kind of seen now as, like, sort of fake, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, kind of, like, he does, like, action movies and he, like, kind of does a little dramatic stuff. But it's, like, he he's not really, you know, he doesn't have a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. It's, like, in this movie, he, he at least pretended like he had a sense of humor yeah. enough to make it funny to me. <laughs> um, but, you know. There's such great uh, solo Tom Cruise acting in this movie because mm-hmm. it's like him in that office screaming to Rod over the phone is all just Tom Cruise in a room yelling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's fucking phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And then later when he's in the car singing to Free Fallen yeah. on the radio. Like, just like surfing, yeah, channel surf- surfing, essentially. <laughs> Until he finds something he can <laughs> sing along with. That I thought was wonderful and just mm-hmm. like a great little moment. I was like, man, he is he is really good in this. Oh, yeah. But so it's end, at the end of the day, he's got to leave. And this moment I thought was hysterical. His little flail when he when he <laughs> says, you know, he's like, all right, everyone, I'm I'm heading out. 
it's okay. I'm not gonna freak out. Yeah. That, that he goes like ragdoll. It, it looked like a Jim Carrey move. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it was really good. And I was like, shit, man, this dude's like, he's showing me all sorts of shit I never knew Tom Cruise had. You know? Yeah, right. Like it's, it's a shame because there's so many people who have you know fucking watched this movie like when it came out or mm-hmm. a bunch of times or whatever. And so when they think of Tom Cruise, they probably think of a really charming and fun role like this. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sitting there like. I've seen a bunch of Mission Impossible movies. I'm not really impressed. <laughs> it's like, well, because you're watching the wrong fucking movie, you idiot. Me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, his little speech to them and asking who's going to come with him. Mm-hmm. And nobody stands up. So he goes and steals the fish. Yeah. And puts them in a Ziploc bag. Where did that Ziploc bag come from? I have no idea. Okay. Because I wasn't sure if I missed it. But I was like, he he walks over there. And then he just has a Ziploc bag to put the fish in. I can only imagine that like that, that there was there wasn't enough written into the script of when he picks it up. Mm-hmm. And so they were just like, yeah. And then he walks over and then he puts him in the bag, like, put the bag. Doesn't he have a he's got a bag, right? Well, OK, now he has a bag and he puts the fish in the bag. You know, it's like, who cares? Just fucking there was a over. Ziploc bag somewhere. He he found it on his way over, grabbed it. And <laughs> yeah, pulled it out of the go. trash, whatever. Who cares? Uh, and he takes the fish and the fish wind up being in the movie a lot more than I thought they were going to, which I thought was great. But finally, Dorothy stands up. Yes. And they had previously had a scene. I was looking at my notes and realized like, oh, shit, that's right. I totally skipped over the plane scene. Mm hmm. But Dorothy, Renee Zellweger's character, stands up and joins him to basically quit and and go start his new sports agency, whatever. And immediately I was like, man, that's a bad decision. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a great character move. It's a wonderful like mm-hmm. thing. Like, oh, yeah, totally. But it's such a bad decision. And mm-hmm. it's a really bad decision because of that previous scene, like the, the scene where they kind of meet mm-hmm. for real because they are both on a plane and she is creeping on him yeah, she is. so hard that she's literally kneeling in the aisle. Like it's not even it's not even just like leaned over in her seat to get a better look. It's literally like I have gotten out of my seat. I have walked several feet forward towards where the fucking first class and coach separates. I am kneeling next to a stranger. Like I'm I'm on the floor in the aisle next to a stranger, watching a man talk and just going like, oh my. He's so amazing. <laughs> and nobody says anything about it except her kid who's like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. So she's like super creepy in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the airport, she's yeah. she's walking around. She's screaming for Ray, mm-hmm. her kid, because he's missing. Turns out he's on the, the, yeah. the luggage carousel <laughs> giving people high fives. Which looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. This is Jonathan Lipnicki's uh, film debut. This is mm-hmm. the first thing he was ever in. Mm-hmm. I only really knew of him because of uh... Stuart Little. Yeah, but I don't even feel like I watched those movies. I feel like I just know who this kid is because I saw trailers for movies he was in. I don't think I've ever seen a movie with him in it Really? before this. I knew him from the first Stuart Little. I never saw the second one. But then I also saw The Little Vampire. Chrissy was a big fan mm. of that. Okay, um, yeah, I definitely... Lesser known, I couldn't even tell you who else was in that movie. <laughs> but again, like a like cutesy kid mm-hmm. vampire movie. Gotcha. He is pretty good mm-hmm. as as Ray. It's clear, like it was clear to me while watching it, and then I looked and read about it and learned that it's like, yeah, no, you're right. That a lot of the stuff that he did, especially with Tom Cruise when he comes over drunk, <laughs> uh, that sort of stuff was just like we're just gonna roll the cameras and we're gonna have John and Tom talk like they're not gonna be like characters saying scripted <laughs> lines it was literally just this kid talking to Tom Cruise whatever mm-hmm. uh, apparently he just showed up on the set one day telling everybody that the human head weighs eight pounds and Cameron Crowe was like we're just gonna put that in he's just gonna tell it to everybody yeah he's gonna keep talking about it <laughs> he's kind of adorable yeah I like- mean He's because he's well behaved. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sort of. For the for the most part, he is a little bit obnoxious and a little bit of mischievous. But <laughs> I was just thinking because like the whole thing is like she's looking for Ray, she can't find him. Jerry walks by and he's just like, "Oh shit, can I help you?" Because she's just like screaming in an airport and nobody cares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was bizarre. It's like yeah. I get that she's a single mom, so it's like you know it's a tough place to be mm-hmm. and everything, but it's like nothing. <laughs> he's just like screaming for her child and nobody cares until yeah. Tom Cruise walks by and he's like, "Oh hey, you got a problem? What's going on?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she's looking for the kid, and then you know he sort of points him out mm-hmm. on the carousel, like, "Hey, found him. He's over there." Mm-hmm. Uh, and the kid comes over. She kind of scolds him. And he 
she says some oh she says that she read his manifesto Mm -hmm. and she's like yeah i work in your office and i was like oh okay because when she because that's the first time we see her is on that plane Mm -hmm. and she hears tom cruise talking and fucking creeps on him hardcore and like we don't she barely says anything else we don't learn anything about her so i'm like Mm -hmm. So she just like finds this handsome man and just like globs onto him immediately. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, she works in his office. She knows who he is. She yeah. already has a crush on him. Yeah. Okay. It's still creepy that she gets all the way in the aisle. Mm-hmm. But now I get it that it's like, oh, oh, there he is. Yeah. Oh, it's not just like random person. Yeah. Love now. <laughs> like, you know, he's not a complete maniac. Yeah. <laughs> so it made a little bit more sense. But she tells him that she read the manifesto and she really liked it. And he's like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Okay, really quick. Were you weirded out at all by the like level of detail he knew about her already without them having seemingly really interacted much before? He's like, yeah, you're Dorothy whatever from accounting. Uh-huh. And you're in this office or this cubicle whichever oh yeah yeah you got a poster with something Uh uh-huh yeah i mean i sort of saw that as showing that he is like an attentive person to the people he works with you know like that was i think i think that was more what they were getting at was that it was like someone who to him is just like the person who makes sure the money goes or needs to you know what mm -hmm. i mean like to to all these other agents they're probably they don't they don't even recognize them let alone know which cubicle they're in. But Jerry actually seems like a relatively decent person, especially like at that point in the movie, Mm because he's already written the thing. So it kind of felt like that to me. Mm -hmm. But I guess you could also kind of see it and it would make it make a little bit more sense as to how like hard they fall in love is like maybe he kind of has a little thing for her too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Even though he has the fiance and everything, they kind of showed that that was fucking weird. Yeah. Like in general and uh, her like personal philosophy of like brutal honesty Mm -hmm. where it was like, dude, fuck you. Personally, I really don't like the whole like, I'm just brutally honest kind of thing where it's just like so it's just an excuse to be a bitch yeah all, all that means is that you want to be cruel to people but you don't want to be called out for it mm-hmm. so i'm just being honest it's like there's you could be selectively honest and not be horribly cruel to people you're supposed to love so yeah. i hate your whole thing like yeah. I, I immediately did not like her <laughs> I, I think that was probably one of my only big things with it was that like I almost wish he just wasn't fucking with anybody at the beginning of the yeah. movie and that they just sort of fell in love like his job was his, you know, wife or, or however you want to phrase it. You know what I mean? Because as yeah, soon as she showed up, job. there you go. That's that's the way humans say it and not fucking aliens who heard the phrase once and don't remember it. Like, uh, his job was his wife. He loved fucking his job. Um, but... As soon as you meet her, you're like, you're the worst. And clearly he's going to wind up with Renee Zellweger. So just get out of this movie as fast as you can. Yeah. I don't need to fucking hear you anymore. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then later she's like a full on like mean girl, like talking shit behind someone else's back, like silently to him. Like, Mm -hmm. who's there? Yeah, walking like, by with the L on yeah. her forehead. Oh my god! I was like, oh you could not be more cartoony, lame if you tried. Yeah. Like that is the dumbest. I mean, I know that was like big in the nineties. That yeah. was like the thing to do to people. She started it. Come on, <laughs> that was the first time anyone ever did that. It blew people's minds. But yeah, the kid was a little bit annoying because uh, I, I I wrote a note about it because he helps her find him, and then they're standing there talking for a while. Mm-hmm. And then the kid gets bored because he's a kid and they're not talking to him. So yeah. he, he's going to do whatever. And so he's got Jerry's hand mm-hmm. and his mom's hand. And so while they're talking about all this stuff, he's just swinging back and forth yeah. from their arms while they're trying to talk. And <laughs> she asks, is this bothering you? <laughs> I just wrote, oh, what, your monkey child swinging from my arm? No, this is wonderful. But like, if if I was trying to talk to someone, it was just like, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, we need to, some, something needs to change right now. Yeah. We either need to stop talking and finish swinging this child until he's done, or we need to drop the child and finish talking. We cannot do both. I opt for dropping the child. Yeah. So they have like a, a little bit of a history, mm-hmm. and clearly she's like super into him. She's a single mom. She's got a kid. The kid loves Jerry immediately, and Jerry is like super cool to the kid. Uh, Mm -hmm. which to me, I was like, well, there you go Mm -hmm. movie. Like if you need to make a character look nice and good 
to like a wide audience of people mm-hmm. just like have them be cool with kids mm-hmm. and then people are like oh man that guy yeah. he's got some to him doesn't he <laughs> you know what i mean it's like unless it's shot like really creepily yeah you know and the guy looks like john malkovich and he's like <laughs> hello there little child you know then it's weird but in this case it's tom cruise and it's shot normally so <laughs> people like him yes so when he leaves the office and you know he asks if anyone's coming with him mm-hmm. and everyone's just like burr, 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 no his fucking assistant even he's like come on let's go and she's like oh jerry <laughs> that, mm-hmm. this isn't happening I'm, I'm about to get a promotion yeah so. she was like three months from a pay raise or something like, yeah so it's like worth it to stay no yeah it was just so <laughs> sad that it's like oh did you not clear this with her like did, mm. were you just assuming oh that's embarrassing but it was kind of wonderful in that way of seeing tom cruise play a guy that people weren't 100 percent about you yeah. know what i mean like that they were like "Ooh, i read that cameron crow talked to like some of tom cruise's friends and they were like he's never gonna play a loser don't even ask him yeah like, that's almost insulting <laughs> that he could be a loser he plays it so well yeah and i loved it and i'm so glad he made that choice <laughs> but it's it's it is kind of weird to watch people be like oh geez i don't want to be associated with this guy yeah. like who tom cruise yeah <laughs> Are you kidding yeah so that was that was neat but it's also super embarrassing for him and mm-hmm. he's basically going to be leaving alone and Dorothy makes the horrible financial decision but <laughs> wonderful character decision to say that she's going to go with him. Yeah. Him, her, the fish. Mm-hmm. They're all going to start their their new company and he's got his clients so he thinks. Yeah. Uh <laughs> but he at least has Rod and we already sort of said that Cuba Gooding is great in it but he's so fucking good in it. <sighs> I loved all of his family and all those people. Regina King as his wife Mm -hmm. was fantastic. She was actually pregnant during filming. That wasn't like a fake out. (laughs) It wasn't a fucking pillow under her shirt. It's just like, oh, you're pregnant? Well, good, because your character's pregnant. Yeah. (laughs) I hope that was how it worked out. All right, your your character's pregnant now. Yeah, all right. yeah that, that that actually might even be a better way. Mm -hmm. If it's like, oh shit, well, we really want you, so you're pregnant. Aries Spears as his brother, TP, I thought was he, fucking hilarious. Oh my God, fuck TP. <laughs> I, dude, I mean, he was obviously being a bit of a dick later. Yeah. But one thing that I thought was like really weird in retrospect, especially right now, is just the fact that like he later, way later in the movie, Rod is talking on that show and he mentions that his his little brother, TP, is... A little militant, mm-hmm. but I love him and whatever. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that like he was considered militant, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the first time you see him, he's he's wearing a shirt that says "Do not arrest this man." Yes. And I was like, that is an a that's an amazing shirt and yeah. hilarious. <laughs> and B, like that is a normal dude now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that is just a human being who understands how fucked up it is. Yeah. And is wearing that shirt to be like, yeah, fuck you. Do not arrest this man. That's bullshit. Yeah. But back then in 96, it was like, oh, that guy's a little militant. Like, <laughs> holy shit. That's militant to you. <laughs> Yeesh. But yeah, so his, his family's great. And obviously his storyline is a really great kind of like B storyline to this mm-hmm. movie because it's like. You could very easily, like I was saying before, where it's like, you know, you can cut stuff to make it more of a traditional rom-com. Yeah. Like I, in a more traditional rom-com, I bet you a lot of Rod's stuff would have been cut. Mm-hmm. It would have been more of like a side thing to him to focus on him and, and yeah. her. But in this case, it was like, no, no, it's kind of intrinsically tied to everything in this movie. You can't really cut it because yeah. sort of the whole point is like building that relationship between the agent and the player. Yeah. You know, this is so, about Jerry Maguire. Yeah, exactly. It's not about Jerry and Dorothy. Yeah. Even though it is, but you know. So Jerry's got the two clients mm-hmm. at, as so he thinks. And he immediately starts to neglect Rod. <laughs> I yeah. noticed. Like they get to the draft and he's bringing Rod to the draft. And it's something that I thought was weird. Because I was like, he's not being drafted. Yeah. But it made for a great sort of scene of like him leaving Rod behind to go deal with this fancy mm-hmm. kid who's going to be first overall and clearly his more important client, mm-hmm. air quotes, <laughs> uh, which makes it all the more crushing when Cushman's dad betrays him by being like, yeah, we actually already signed with Bob Sugar. Yeah. So eat a dick, Jerry Maguire. My word isn't worth anything. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, so fuck this guy. We signed an hour ago. 
you were downstairs with the black man. Yeah, and that was ridiculous. It was like he was talking to Rod for like a second and then yeah. immediately came back to you. So if you're actually pissed off about that, yeah. you can go fuck yourself. Ugh, oh, terrible, awful. terrible people. Terrible, terrible people. Once Cushman drops him and it's just him and Rod, I like the fact that Rod, like at that point, now he knows that he is his only dude, mm-hmm. you know, and there's nothing else. And it's kind of a, a it makes it makes you like Rod a lot. At least it made me like Rod that he was like, no, fuck you. I'm going to stick with you. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you know, there, mm-hmm. there was something wonderful about that attitude where it's like instead of being like, oh, this guy's a fucking loser, I'm going to go find someone else or whatever. And it's like, no, you know what? Just do your fucking job for me then. Yeah. You know, like do it well for mm-hmm. me. I'm just I'm going to push you to do your job better. Yeah. Than just to drop you because you're doing it poorly. Yeah. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it's just a more interesting you mm-hmm. know, character thing to do. It's and obviously it sort of needs to happen because if Jerry has no clients, then the movie's over. Yeah. <laughs> and he has to, you know, find a job somewhere else. I don't know. I mean, it does play into what was said about Rod that, you know, off the field, he's all heart. Mm-hmm. And then on the field, he's all brain. Yeah. Going the extra mile to think about someone who he's had a relationship with for at least some period of time to not give up on him, essentially. Yeah, it was it was a great moment for the character. Like, Mm -hmm. that's one of the like the real strengths of this movie is the fact that the characters are really strong. Oh, yeah. And the choices that they make are very like deliberate to like sort of show you the kind of people that they are. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's like, you know, Rod sticks with him. Jerry sticks with Dorothy, mm-hmm. you know, out of that sort of loyalty thing he mentions later. Were you at all sort of like, what the fuck is going on when they got married? Yes. It seemed like they were like decently dating. You know what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. had their few scenes of, you know, going out to dinner and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a little uh, manipulative of her, but really obviously manipulative that I thought that Jerry would have caught on, but he apparently didn't. When she kind of forces him to go to dinner with her. You remember? Because she like he's sitting there and he's freaking out. He's got Rod mm-hmm. and whatever. And she's like, oh, because she understands that. Like, yo, he can't be alone. He can't be alone. That's why he comes over when he's drunk. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, I don't know anybody else. And I just broke up with Avery. And you're yeah. here. So I want to hang out because I don't want to be alone. Yeah. So she understands that that's his like thing. And she's like, oh, well, I guess this is just something you got to think about all by yourself. All alone. Alone, alone, alone. Well, I'm going to leave. And then he was like, wait, do you want to go to dinner? And then they go to dinner and all, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. that was so obvious yeah. that she was fucking pulling the strings to make that happen. And I thought it was going to be a thing of him. Like, I know what you were doing and mm-hmm. I totally wanted to anyway. So mm-hmm. it was super adorable, but it just seemed like he fell for it. And I was yeah. like, you idiot. How did you not see that? <laughs> um, but they go out to dinner, you know, whatever they're dating. Time kind of flies by at a certain point in this movie, but without mm-hmm. a lot of uh, showing you exactly how much. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she she decides like, OK, I, I need a real job that makes money. Mm-hmm. And Jerry obviously isn't making any money as her boss. Mm-hmm. So she's not making any money. I actually wrote a note in here. I was like, how is Jerry making any money right now? And then immediately the next scene was her being like, I need to move to San Francisco so that I can San take Diego. a job. San Diego <laughs> so that I can take a job that actually pays me. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. there we go. Okay. He doesn't have any money. Gotcha. <laughs> But so she's going to bail and he's just like, let's get married. And she's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, so so then we're going to kind of see a little bit more. And then, boom, next scene, they are married. Yeah. <laughs> Marriage happens. Uh, and he looks immediately unhappy. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this was so clearly way too fast and a bad decision. Yeah. How, did no, how did no one stop them? How did her sister not stop them? Yeah, seriously. Laurel, right? Laurel. Yeah, yep. she was so she was such his biggest enemy mm-hmm. in the movie, and she's just like, I don't fucking trust this guy. He's clearly bad news, you know. And mm-hmm. and she wants her to leave when she's watching from the kitchen when mm-hmm. she's about to drive the truck away, and she's like, Wait, wait, no, 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 yeah. don't stay, go, 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 go. <laughs> like she wants him to, she wants her to go. She wants her sister to leave, yeah, so that she doesn't keep getting stuck with Tom Cruise and his loserness. Mm-hmm. And then she just runs back inside, like we're gonna get married. And she's like, oh, and then that's kind of it. She just yeah. like rolls her eyes and then she tells him that if you fuck this up, I'll kill you. Yeah, Again. I loved her. I don't remember the actress's name. She was good. The uh, I was I felt bad because I judged her harshly uh, early on, but it was really just because of like a, a, a stupid writing trope that they always use. Because when she first shows up at the at the airport mm-hmm. to pick up Dorothy, 
she's like, I'm double parked. We got to go. And I'm like, fuck you, lady. Like, yeah. double park. <laughs> go to hell. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't care how busy your fucking airport is. Don't double park. Yeah. That is the shittiest thing to do. And you're a total asshole if you do it. I don't care if you're going in and picking someone up in a second. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck you. Don't yeah. double park. <laughs> but it's just something they always use in movies and shit. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, I'm double parked. I'm double parked. And it's yeah. like, you know, that doesn't give the scene urgency. It just makes me think you're a dick. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you know, this wouldn't be very urgent if you had found a, an appropriate parking space. Yeah. Or just driven around again until I came out. Like, yeah. It's like, I get there's no like cell phones or there's not many cell phones for mm-hmm. them to contact each other to be like, just meet me outside. But mm-hmm. just meet her outside. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. You're being a dick. Uh, so I was kind of more mean to her than she needed to be. And <laughs> as the movie went on, I, she grew on me. Yeah. But at first I, I was like, fucking Laurel. I don't like this Laurel. So like they get married and then it's like immediately bad. And Jerry's on the road a lot working with Rod and working with the Cardinals and trying to get him a better contract and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that just puts a huge fucking strain on the relationship to the point where. It's like I, thinking about it and even looking at my notes, it's like I don't really even have like a specific scene where they like fight or there's some huge thing that comes between them it's just literally like she feels like he's not all in she admits to like taking advantage of him yeah i thought it was weird that she took all the blame like she she put it all on herself yeah it's like oh, I, I mean i guess I mean, it's good that you're like acknowledging what, mm-hmm. that you did do that yeah uh, but for one, it really should have been more obvious to him. Yeah. <laughs> and two, like, there's, it takes two to fucking get married. I don't know what to tell you. You know, yeah. like, you can't take all the blame for this. But yeah, she sort of is like, oh, and, you know, you're always away and blah, blah, blah. And because there was that conversation that Jerry had with Rod as well about, like, why did you even marry her? And it's like, loyalty, because she was there for me when I left. You know, mm-hmm. my last job and everything. And she she believed in me and whatever. And it's like, that's not enough. Yeah. <laughs> like, that doesn't make a marriage. Like, oh, shit. Okay. And then she breaks up with him. I guess that's why I found it so weird is that it seemed like he was the one who had the epiphany of mm-hmm. like, oh, man, maybe I'm not all the way in this. Mm-hmm. And then she comes to him and it's like, it seems like you're not all the way into this. Yeah. <laughs> and she dumps him essentially. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay. That seemed like it happened backwards. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So they, they didn't waste 10 years just being polite. Yeah. I I did love that line. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a wonderful sort of sentiment to the scene. So it's like I liked it happening. I was just a little. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Which yeah. one of you realized yeah. this? Like, did you all. OK. So they're not married anymore. I don't know if they're not. Well, married. yeah. They're, it, they're going to not be married. They're anymore. on a break. <laughs> yeah, he He's on a he's on a road trip with Rod. They're going mm-hmm. to Dallas for. The, it's like the last game of the season mm-hmm. and the Cardinals could go to the playoffs if they win the game. Yeah. And so it's like super important. Rod's been playing pretty well and it's he wants Monday his new contract. Football. Yeah, it's Monday Night Football, which is, well, I guess maybe it's different back then because I was like, they don't do Monday Night Football last week of the season. But well, I don't back know if then it was, it was different. I don't know if it was necessarily the last week of the season, but it was definitely like a playoff clinching game. Yeah, I guess so. There were other things. To, sorry, earlier in the movie, they mentioned like, the prospects, you know, like coming up for the draft. Mm-hmm. And they mentioned that, you know, there's 26 teams that are going to be selecting. And I was like, 26 Ooh. teams? Oh, oh, shit, that's right. I realized I was like, fuck, the, man, there's there's the, there's several teams that don't exist at this yeah, point. That was holy crap. Six teams ago. Yeah. So that threw me a little bit, but <laughs> they're going to play the Cowboys big time game. Uh, Rod's having like a hell of a game. Mm-hmm. He's doing real well. I'll I'll preface this. I liked a lot of this movie. I did not really like how this thing ended. Yeah. Uh, and some of it has to do with it being so dated and just not aging well. Mm-hmm. And some of it was that it felt a little like, really, that's it? Because mm-hmm. the whole thing with Rod, like one of, one of, okay, the whole thing might be a <laughs> bit overstating it. But the thing with Rod is that, you know, he's kind of standoffish. He's not... Uh, very like personable to the media to fans to stuff like that yeah so it's like he's good but Mm -hmm. people don't like him yeah and so except for his family yeah so he is like the exact opposite with yeah 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 so it's one of those things where it's like well you know if if we can get the same production from someone else no one's gonna care if we lose him Mm -hmm. you know so it kind of makes it hard to negotiate for a new contract for him because it's like even the fans aren't gonna fight for him yeah because it's like oh that guy he never fucking 
says anything to us. We don't care. Yeah. So that's sort of one of his like arcs that it has, has to sort of close. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, you got to learn to be a sort of team player, not just of the team of the sport, but of like the whole sport itself. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, you got to, you got to play the game. I know earlier he says like, you, you want me to dance? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, not dance. Just don't be such a dick. Yeah. That's sort of the thing. I really like that moment because Jerry was talking to him about like playing with heart, like, mm-hmm think back to when you first started playing football it wasn't about the money and there was that little smirk from rod (laughs) that he was like remembering that yeah and then he like shakes it off and is like all about the money again yeah (sighs) that that scene does have a fantastic moment from tom cruise that line right there he's just like think back way back it wasn't about the money then was it and rod kind of like looks at him and he's like (laughs) was it (laughs) <laughs> you know like he kind of realizes like oh my god wait a minute was this about the money the whole time yeah did you never have any actual like love of the game that's so weird that was... but so you know it's last game playoff clinching game he's having a good game but he still hasn't done that thing mm-hmm. that you know wins everybody over yeah the cardinals are down by like yeah, two or three like, something like that i think it was maybe more. it was like 14 to 17 at that point or maybe yeah. it was 14 to 10 or something like it was one of those scores Mm -hmm. where it's like a touchdown puts you ahead Mm -hmm. for sure the whole game they keep showing him taking like big hard shots Mm -hmm. and for one i was like those shots aren't that hard yeah (laughs) (laughs) they would put the sound effect of a really hard tackle over it Mm -hmm. but a lot of times it was like that was even for like today's standards that was a pretty standard tackle (laughs) like there wasn't he wasn't getting lit up the way that the announcers were saying yeah (laughs) uh but that's what's supposed to be happening is that he's kind of getting his ass kicked out there but he's Mm -hmm. still having a really good game yeah and finally, you know, it's one of those like, you know, final moments in the game. Fucking Cardinals quarterback throws a pass to Rod in the end zone and he catches the ball, mm-hmm. but he gets fucking nailed and he lands on his head. Yeah, flips over. Lands like basically just like straight down onto his head mm-hmm. and is unconscious on the field mm-hmm. for several minutes. Yep. That does not age well just right off the bat like the they're very concerned you know everyone's like oh my god oh my god and his wife is like you know sobbing at home like oh my Mm -hmm. god just please move so like that works Mm -hmm. in terms of like it being a scary moment yeah and then the the broadcast of the game did the dreaded fade to black yeah exactly it goes to commercial and she's like Mm -hmm. what the fuck is that all about and Mm -hmm. jerry's you know watching from the sidelines and they got the trainers out there like everyone's freaking out about it that's where it suddenly takes a really horrible turn based on when it was made versus watching it now. Yeah. Because you're sitting there and you see him go down and he fucking lands on his head. He's unconscious for several minutes. They're literally like, it's not even a case of like, where does it hurt? Because he is fucking unconscious. They're yeah. literally just like, please wake up, Rod. Oh my God, please yeah, wake up. They were uh, clapping and yelling Yeah, for him to like blink. Just like, like just to do anything, show us that you like just please become conscious again for the love mm-hmm. of God. And you're sitting there watching that and you're like, okay, that that's that's duly terrifying and like a, a really like, oh my God moment. Mm-hmm. Not just for the fact that, you know, they mentioned earlier that it's like, Rod, if you get injured, you get nothing. Yeah. Like you're not gonna get a new contract if you're injured. Yeah. So this happens and you're like, oh my God. But then that terrible gnawing feeling in the back of your mind rolls up and you're like, this movie is not going to end like that. Yeah. I just know it. There is no way that this movie ends with, and then Rod gets carted off to the hospital and he doesn't get a contract next year and he dies penniless and alone. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, that is not the way this movie is going to go. So I'm like, how are they going to do it? How is he going to not be dead? Dead? Because I literally (laughs) wrote, I was like, oh God, Rod is dead. Yeah. (laughs) And I was Mm -hmm. like, but obviously I knew I was like, oh my God, something's going to happen. I don't know. I wrote in my notes, I wrote three stooges because that was like the best I could think of. Since then, I was I was like, it kind of feels almost more uh, Mel Brooksian or something or 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 like Leslie Nielsen in the in the Naked Gun movies or like those parody movies. That's what it felt like when Rod just gets up mm-hmm. and is like, oh, shit, I'm OK. In fact, let me break dance in the end zone mm-hmm. and do all these dances. And mm-hmm. oh my God, look at and me. And I'm climb perfectly... up in the stadium. Yeah, and doing all that shit. And I was like, 
right now that happening is a parody of what would happen you know what oh, i mean yeah. of like oh no he'll just walk it off and be fine even though it, it's horrible injury mm-hmm. you know but in this case it was supposed to be like look the triumph yeah. and i was just sitting there like take him to the fucking hospital like- he was unconscious for several minutes yeah and this movie's gonna play it off like like everything's cool like yeah. no dude he's fine like he's a he, football player he's all right exactly and it's like he had a concussion earlier in this movie mm-hmm. and it's like and now he he had to have had a concussion from this At there's least. no way that he doesn't it unfortunately plants all the seeds in your mind of later of like yeah and and when he's 45 rod tidwell's gonna walk over to a park near his house and shoot himself in the chest Mm -hmm. so that they can study his brain later like it's it all ends dark yeah so having it be like horrifying injury is the like big moment for the end of the movie Mm -hmm. super tasteless now I do not blame them necessarily back then, especially if Cameron Crowe didn't know as much about football as he, you know, Mm -hmm. as it seems like he might not have. Yeah. So it's like, I wouldn't expect him to know about, you know, Mm -hmm. the the implications of multiple concussions on people. You know what I mean? He was a Mm -hmm. filmmaker. He was writing shit. He Mm -hmm. was a journalist for Rolling Stone and shit. Like, that's not his world. He was artsy, not sportsy. Exactly. So it's like, I understand him not caring in that sense of like mm-hmm. oh yeah and at the end of the movie he'll be injured but he'll get up and it'll be great and it'll be triumphant and everything's cool mm-hmm. so i don't i don't blame it yeah just watching it now there's like no way to feel good about that yeah that it's was... like that was a horrible injury you you should not be up mm-hmm. you should be in the hospital mm-hmm. your career should be over you know what yeah. I mean? like that was horrifying mm-hmm. having seen that kind of shit before like oh what was his name Lockett. From the Seahawks, who got nailed mm. on a punt return, and he uh, was just and he was just like he was just laying there, yep, for like yep. ten minutes, that and was it was awful. horrifying. Mm-hmm. There have been so many times watching football where it has faded to commercial after an injury, and I'm like, that might be the one, that might be the death mm-hmm. that will eventually happen to a fucking sport like that, yeah. where it's just like there will be no way to untelevise that. Yeah, like one day it's going to be horrifying, and in that mm. moment, I was just like. This feels bad. <laughs> this does not feel millions triumphant. Of people, millions of people just watch this man die. Yeah, like that ending does uh, not feel triumphant and it just feels silly and almost insulting. Mm-hmm. To be like, oh no, just get up, shake it off, break dance, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, no. no. But he caught the touchdown. He mm-hmm. won the game. Mm-hmm. He is apparently not, not dead and not injured enough to not go to the playoffs. I assume they went to the playoff, whatever, however yeah. the fuck it happened. They don't really show that. I mean, they did say that they were that the Cardinals were going to the playoffs. Well, I just mean like later that they don't yeah, really they don't. say how it goes or mm-hmm. how much he plays or whatever. But you assume that like he, and he continues to play with no complications at all, mm-hmm. apparently. And he and Jerry have a big, huge embrace afterwards, mm-hmm. you know, because they realize like, oh, fuck, we're buds now. Yeah. And I mean, they share a big, long it. hug. Yeah, we did it. They got the contract. Uh, the other sports stars that are standing around are like, why don't we have a relationship like that? The guy yeah. with, with sugar mm-hmm. and he tries to hug him and he's like, get out of here. <laughs> like, don't just start hugging me. That's not what I mean. Um, so, you know, that all happens. Pretty much he's done exactly what he wanted to do mm-hmm. in his manifesto for his professional career. Right. So what's left is like, well, fuck his, you know personal relationship with Dorothy you know it's Mm -hmm. like there's the the kid that he clearly loves and you know and it it broke his heart to think of like what's gonna happen to him if once Mm -hmm. I leave you know like he loves having me around Mm -hmm. you know and it's like oh I guess you guys will just still be buddies or whatever you Mm -hmm. know and he clearly you know can't take that and he shows up at Dorothy's sister's house where she also lives and all that and gives his whole big speech and he he tells her you complete me mm-hmm. like the sign language that they that she read earlier in the movie i had completely forgotten that of like there was you complete me and there was the you had me at hello mm-hmm. which are two of like the big famous movie lines i was like does this movie have both of those lines yep cuz i knew that it had at least one of them but i was like which wait does it really have fucking Show me the money mm-hmm. and help me help you. And you had me at hello and you complete me. All of those fucking and and fucking uh, like who's coming with me. You know, it has mm-hmm. all of that in one movie. Yep. Holy shit. <laughs> that worked as like an ending part of just yeah. like, oh, my God, that was that was exactly what it 
should have been mm-hmm. <laughs> like knowing those moments out of context, yeah. knowing like having heard them before and now finally seeing them after the whole movie. It's basically like the last scene <laughs> has those lines in it. And you're like, awesome. That was well done. Yes. I mean, overall, I wound up really digging it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not so much. You'd be like, I might watch this one like every couple of years. Like eh, if I watch it again, it probably won't be for a little while. Mm-hmm. But when a movie is like, Two hours, 18 minutes long, or two hours, eight minutes long, however much it was. It was two hours plus. Yeah. But whenever a movie is that long and you don't, like, feel it, mm-hmm. you know, and you're not sitting there like, fuck, come on, another yeah. half hour. <laughs> when it doesn't feel like that, yeah. it feels like a win. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then on top of it all, it was like, not only did it not offend me horribly, <laughs> like, not only was it not annoying, but also Tom Cruise was pretty fucking great in it. Yeah. And and Renee Zellweger and fucking Cuba Gooding Jr. Yes. Really all three of them nail it. Renee she Zellweger was, was she's adorable. So freaking adorable. Her it's, facial expressions. <laughs> that oh that mouth agape moment mm-hmm. when uh oh what was that for? That was I wrote when it down. she was talking with Oh, I, I broke up with Avery. He says I broke up with my girlfriend, oh, right. but he's facing away from her and she mm-hmm. just goes like <gasps> Mouth drops yeah. open. But that was a beautiful little moment. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to wrap it up here for Popcorn for Dinner this week. We got one more week of Tom Cruise month coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, last one is going to be another one on the side of like less than classic Tom Cruise movies. Yeah. Uh, but since it's Steven Spielberg, people remember it very well. Like remembered fondly. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. But I haven't watched it in quite a while, so I'm, I'm excited to sort of watch it again. I've never seen it. Minority Report. That is going to be fun. Colin mm-hmm. Farrell. Ooh. Uh, Max von Sydow. Don't know who that is. Well, you'll recognize him. Okay. He's in Shutter Island. Oh, all right. Perfect. Uh, and I forget who else is in it, but that's that's going to be half the fun because I'm going to watch <laughs> it and be like, oh, fuck, this person's in it. This is going to be great. Oh, that's right. I love that moment. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well, this is Jeff. And Kelly. These fish have manners. (laughs) 